The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. the show you're listening to real sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters and of course what matters today is it's tuesday i get a chance to come here and to talk to you all over the world and let you know what i think and what i don't think <laughs> but what i do think is that it's uh it's a beautiful day here in phoenix i think the weather will top something uh somewhere near the 80s it was a little cool the past couple of days, but uh, uh, we're going to be hitting uh, the 80s today. So I'll tell you what, there's a lot going on in sports as always. It looks like those Seattle Seahawks are up to it again. Just look at Pete Carroll to be the man of surprise. Pete's always got one up his sleeves. And I think he pulled out a big one. Uh, some people think it may be the trump card. That will put them square dead in the Super Bowl next year. I'm not ready to go that far. I like Percy, though. Man, I like Percy. Percy can do a lot of things. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. He can line up in the backfield for you. He can line up the return punch for you. He can line up and return kickoffs for you. The man can do it all. Now, some people think that perhaps maybe the Seattle Seahawks you know, maybe gave up too much for, no. I just told you all the things that the man can do. Most players play one position. They may participate on special teams. This man can also be a serious running back. Line him up there in the backfield and hand the ball off to him. Uh, you know, he can uh, he can run any kind of offense you want to create for him. And he can throw the ball a little bit, too. So, uh, yeah, Pete, you pulled off a nice one. Was it the pickup of the offseason? I'm going to have to say at this point it is. I'm going to have to say that so far in the offseason, this has been the pickup of the offseason. We have to, you know, let's call it the truth. And that's what it is. This has been the best pickup, I think, so far, at least in my mind. Uh, I'll tell you one thing that was a little disappointing for me. And I and I think he was a little, I know he was a little disappointed, but You know, this is what I tell you all about the business of sports. It's about business. Anquan Bowden was in Africa, you know, trying to do things that many times people say that players don't live up to. And that's being a productive citizen in society and contributing and giving back, creating awareness for various issues of concern with people that perhaps maybe are deprived of the lifestyle that we live here in the United States of America. 
And it kind of reminds me back in the day, I remember one of the most shocking events other than my own. I remember when Mo Cheeks one time, you know, you remember Mo Cheeks, of course. Now you see him on the bench, uh, of course, uh, up there with Kevin Durant and those guys as an assistant coach. But Mo pulls up in his driveway in his truck and the cameras are there and they, you know, you know how they force the microphones into, you know, into your space. They invade your space. And it was like, Mo, you know, how do you feel about being traded? Uh, where do you think you're going to, uh, you know, how, you're going to stay here in Philadelphia with us? You know, how you think you're going to fit in with your new teammates? You know, Mo, can you, uh, were, you, were you happy about this trade? Did you did you know about Did you expect this trade? And I mean, if I've ever seen anybody that was a deer in headlights, I'll never forget. And Mo was emotional about that. Mo Cheeks was the, you know, he was, you know, he was, if there was an athlete that was loved and in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, I'll never forget when you know, at the end of the game when, of course, you know, the Sixers went ahead and, and they gave it to Showtime. And Mo, of course, was the guard at, you know, 6'1", 6'2", and Magic is Showtime at, at 6'8", 6'9". And the Sixers and Dr. J, they won. And at the end of the game, Mo dunked. Mo never dunked. He just dunked. And with jubilation, he just ran high, stepped around the court. And that's a, that's just something I will never forget. And I think the sports fans of Philadelphia will never forget that. But one of the other most memorable moments in terms of witnessing Mo in a state of emotion was the sadness on his face when those cameramen were waiting for him. And uh, uh, pap paparazzi in Philadelphia? No, but they were there for him. And and they just swarmed down on him. And Mo had to back his truck up and go down the street. He didn't even go in the house. But I would imagine Anquan, maybe not the same reaction. But imagine, you, you know, I think anybody could have made the case that Anquan could have been a Super Bowl most valuable player. You know, Cole, you know, in fact, there were probably three people that could have been the Super Bowl most valuable player. But Anquan certainly contributed big time. Game after game after game after game after game. See, this is what sometimes I, I'm not real happy when we find ourselves in a position where our vocabulary just doesn't live up to the moment. And we can't seem to find words to describe what we would like everybody out there to understand what we're trying to articulate. And many times the word great is used too many times. And and I'm I'm just going to say this is that when you know a great player defines himself when the competition is at its best and he rises to the occasion and he outperforms the other very good players on the football field. Anquan Bolden has had some great football games, which now brings him into the discussion of is he a great player, one of the greatest of all times. And see, don't tell me what you do when it's not important, because anybody can do that. It's just, you know, that's what they call pressure. When the game's on the line, you know, they said that about LeBron, that LeBron couldn't come through when the game was on the line. Anquan Bolden has played some great football, some of the greatest football we've ever seen, some of the greatest catches we've ever seen on the biggest stage that we've ever seen. He certainly did it in this year's Super Bowl. The man has 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 some great games. 
and he's been a great player the past few years, especially since he's been a part of the Baltimore Ravens because there's been more significant games for him as a Raven as it was for an Arizona Cardinal. Now, don't get me wrong on this one. The Cardinals didn't quite win that Super Bowl. They were there. But Anquan was a, a big, 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 big part of the reason why they were there. And so for him to be in Africa, you know, there with Larry Fitzgerald and a couple other guys doing the type of things that we just like to see our athletes do. Well, they certainly live up to the expectations of all those who don't want to do what they're supposed to do in terms of taking care of their own children and their own communities. And they expect somebody else to come in and to do it for them. Well, Anquan is one of those kind of men. And I particularly like Anquan because he's from Pahokee. Have you ever Pahokee, Florida? Shout out to my man Andre Waters up there in heaven. That's where Anquan Bowden is from. Pahokee, Florida. And ain't nothing down there but mm, 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 mm. Now you fill in the banks, but you can fill in those blanks and use whatever you fill in. That's all you're going to find in Pahokee, Florida. Except when Anquan brings the boys back down there. But he's been a stellar player, been a stellar player. And this is just what we're really talking about, pretty much like we did last week on the show. And I want to shout out to you know a couple of fellows that were in here last week. Uh, of course, Larry was in here with, uh, with his vice president, and they were talking about gold. But it's just the business. This is the business of sports. This is the ugly side of sports. This is when sports, the ugly part of it, just the head just peeks up out the sand. And then next thing you know, something just chops it off. Because Anquan had no say. If he had a say, I'm sure he would have said something. But he was in Africa when they made the decision. They might have had some communications before he left. But when it came time to make a decision, he who has the gold, as they were here last week, he who has the gold rules. So don't be upset with your favorite players when they decide to make a business decision that's best for them and their families. Because that's what this game is all about. It's about business. These coaches, these general managers, these owners, shout out to Ozzie Newsom. Ozzie, man, Ozzie, fraternity brother of mine, great GM. But Ozzie had to make a business decision. And I guess according to the Baltimore Ravens, there was going to be a casualty. And that casualty was Anquan Bowden. So what does he end up doing now? Now this, now, now <laughs> you know, I guess the brothers may have had a couple kind of conversations. Because after the game was over with, we all know, you know, there was two brothers, hardball brothers, went to the field. They, you know, it's, it, it was an odd moment. Sure, it was an odd moment for the family. We've talked about this. But I guess that moment didn't last too long because all of a sudden they started discussing some business. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, listen, I, maybe I don't want to trade this man into my conference. Maybe I'll trade him over to your conference. And maybe we might see each other again. And I'm going to help you make sure that you got what you need to get there. I think I can, you know, replace him so that I can get back. And, and then when we play, you know, I guess I feel, you know, comfortable that we can, you know, we got what we need to take care of him in case we do play you guys. But could you imagine how did that conversation take place? I, I, the two coaches, were they talking to each other? Now, remember, now these are two brothers who just coached the Super Bowl. Now they're trading players to each other. Now, you know what? Come on, man. 
<laughs> what, what is that about? How do you have that conversation? Do you, do you let anybody else in that conversation? Is I, or is the general managers handling that conversation? The coaches had no clue whatsoever. You know, because, you know, a lot of times there are some coaches when it comes to, you know, personnel decisions, you know, you got to take what they give you. Who you think you are? This is, we're making these decisions. You stay down there. What we give you, you perform with it. You do the best you can. But we're going to make these decisions upstairs. A lot of times, there's a lot, not all coaches have as much power as you may think they have. I guess I ain't got that much power either because D said it's time to take a break. Man, that was fast. You listen to Rayla Sports on the Voice America Network. I can't believe my man is in Africa and has been traded to San Francisco. Anquan Bolden, man, we love you, brother. Come on back. We want to watch you some more. So you come on back. Don't stay there in Africa. We need you here in the United States of America playing some football. <laughs> we'll be right back. to the pros we, we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. what matters to Anquan Bolden as I just talked about it. Don't leave the country, man. If you're a free agent, no, no, I'm sorry. Not, but if you're in the last year of your contract, not a free agent. But you're, if you're in the last year of your contract and you think, you know, you got some issues with your contract, 
And you think that you might want to try to work things out with the National Football League. Don't leave the country, bro. <laughs> You're going to find out whatever the technology is, whether it's, you know, a Twitter, you know, whether it's Facebook. Uh, if you can get an, a text in another part of the country. You know, social media, listen, social media is not a bad thing. Technology, listen, you're, you're no longer, you know, unreachable. They can reach you. You can get the news. You don't have to take the call. You don't even have to answer. The t- you, don't have, you don't even have to look at the text. But technology will allow you to get the message. They'll send the message loud and clear. You'll get it. If you're going to get into that last year of negotiation of that contract, you think you got some issues, man? You, you don't want to find out the wrong way? Stay home. Have a conversation daily with your agent. Find out where you're at, how much you can contribute to where you want to go. But Anquan Bowden will be playing for the San Francisco 49ers next year. Now, here's what I just got a question. Now, now I'm, I'm not saying, I'm just asking. Anquan Bowden and Randy Moss. Now, Randy didn't contribute as much as Anquan, and, and I'm going to tell you, me right now, I, 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 there's no doubt. Right now, based upon what I saw of those two players last year, Hands down, I'm taking Anquan Bolden. But they both are, you know, up there in, in, in terms of years of, of performance. And, and, you know, neither one of them probably going to be your number one. But, you know, they had a receiver over there in San Francisco. That tells you what they think about Anquan, you know. A swap, you know, Randy's gone, Anquan's in. And I, I'd be in, I, I know Cap is pretty happy he's got Anquan. He's got a tough wide receiver, you know, you know. The thing about Anquan is he's he's not going to impress you on that 40, but he just knows how to run routes and how to, and to go up and get the ball. That's all. I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm just happy for Anquan the things that worked out for him. And there's oh there's one thing that's very sad to talk about because I I'm a little biased. I'm a little biased. I got to be honest. I think that there's no doubt about it that the best athletes on the football field, probably the best athletes. Period. Across the board, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, tennis, lacrosse, rugby, you name it, are defensive backs. And I often say this about defensive backs. I don't think people understand, first of all, the mental toughness you have to have. People always, there's a lot of people who will say that, you know, wide receivers are extremely arrogant. You know, they're too much into themselves. There's a quiet confidence that defensive backs have, uh, with the exception if you play for Seattle, <laughs> you know. Uh, but there's a quiet confidence. And I, I skip, shout out to Skip Bayless. He knows what I'm talking about. Uh, there's a quiet confidence of which a defensive back in the National Football League plays with that very seldom is it revealed in, in, a, in a negative way. It, it, it's not revealed in, 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 a, in, a, in, in a show of cockiness, but it reveals itself in a way of confidence that he has more confidence in himself probably than any other player on the field. If you think about in terms of an advantage, I mean, you got to think about it. Some of the fastest men that ever played any sport, regardless of what it is, they happen to be wide receivers. I, I, you know, you could take any other sport, but some of the fastest guys in the world are wide receivers. Now, 
the fact of the matter, the defensive backs have to guard these wide receivers running backwards. That's right. You heard me running backwards. Imagine mentally, if you have to line up, you you know, when they do the 40 now, you, you see how they take their time and get down very precise as to where their hand is on that line. The position of their bodies, the, the weight of their you know, on their hands, you know, so they could take a. You standing about seven yards away from them, and they're about to take off like they were shot out of a jet, and you got a backpedal, smooth, easy, in your backpedal, and then what you might have to do is you might have to weave a little bit with your backpedal because when he come up the ball, the first thing he do is he take a hard move inside. And the next thing they're going to try to square you up. And so what you got to do is you got to make sure you keep inside position because if you take that move hard inside, you might think he might be going outside. No, he's just setting you up because he's going to go ahead and go inside. So you, you, mentally, you got to trust yourself that, first of all, my backpedal is smooth. Can somebody please tell me the last time they seen a professional defensive back backpedaling and trip and fall? I challenge any of you out there listening to the show right now. Call me, 888-346-9144, 888-346-9144. And tell me if you think you can backpedal with precision, smooth confidence that this man who's a world-class sprinter ain't going to run past you, and you're running backwards. And then you got to flip your hips, turn, and sprint. And run with him in case he want to run a long pass pattern. But also what you might have to do is he might just want to go down and plant and come back. And you got, you running backwards now. You got to plant and accelerate forward. And all this has to be done, first of all, in the subconscious mind. You got to believe, I, man, I got this. I can do this. So defensive, and then guess what else? There's gonna be this big old dude that's gonna come around. He's gonna play guard or tackle. He's gonna wanna take you on. You gotta make him miss, and you gotta go make a tackle. Now you gotta do all that. And then what I want to share with you is the fact that there's a man out there that plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's what I was getting to. You know, and and and, and Nami Asawa is is going to be. Probably he may be he may be relieved of his duties right now for the Philadelphia Eagles. But that was a man that was extremely confident when he played with the Raiders. He came to the Philadelphia Eagles and lost all the confidence in the world. This 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 was the next coming of Deion Sanders. No, maybe I was a little bit too far. Maybe I went overboard with that. But you know, he was perceived to be a shutdown corner. I have a problem with people rushing to judgment when you, when you talk about shutting somebody down. If you can't do it all, you 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 have to be you got to be able to bump and run. You got to be able to play off. You got to be able to paddle. You got to be able to tackle. You got to be able to catch. You got to be able to knock the ball down. You got to be able to disguise. You got to have confidence. If you something happens, you, you know you put that behind you. You move forward. You got to be a leader. There's too many things you need to be to be a complete corner and to be a shutdown corner where you don't even have to come to the huddle. I got this. One man, best receiver on the field. I got this. I I, I don't even what y'all call what you want to call. I'm going to take him. I'm going to shut him down. His production for this game is going to be zero. Shout out to Chris Collinsworth. 
he knows what that is. That happened to him a few times, you know, when they played the Cleveland Browns and Hanford Dixon and Frank Minifield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Production from this position, this receiver, will not be a part of this game. Because he's done. And, I, you know, I just don't know. Maybe it was, you know how it is when players and teams travel from one coast to the other, it just doesn't work out. Maybe, you know, nominee just coming to Philadelphia from the Raiders, it just didn't work out. You know, I heard there was some other stuff about his, you know, off the field and interaction with his teammates, too. But I'm talking about irregardless of all that, once you put that uniform on, man, all that is, you know, that's pushed out the way. We don't care about that. I got to handle my business right now. I'm on the football field. I got this. Man never lived up to the expectations. Never, ever, ever lived up to the expectations. You have, you have to go. That's not an Anquan Bolden situation where, you know, Anquan, you know, he, he, Anquan lived up. He came, he left Arizona to go to Baltimore to win a championship because they shipped him out. Nominee was supposed to come and be a part of that dream team, and he was supposed to say, okay, check this out. Mike Vick got that quarterback. I got this corner. Where, whoever you, I'm shutting this down. Never happened. As a matter of fact, I would be curious to find out if the real nominee is not back in, you know, still playing for the Raiders somewhere, you know, or maybe he took a couple years off. I'd be curious to see if the man ever plays to the level of what he played before. And, and then we got to go back and let's go back. You know how they always say, let's go back and look at the tape and let's see what he really did on the tape. Because for me, nominee, he's too stiff in the hips. He can't flip his hips. You got to have some motion in them hips. You got listen, if you want to find out if an athlete is, is, is really athletic, man, just see, can he dance? If he can't dance, if he's stiff, he can't get it done. You can't play cornerback stiff. That's the bottom line. He can't flip his hips, you know, and, and, and he wasn't, mm, wasn't real aggressive when it come to tackle. Listen, if you're not aggressive on the football field, just willing to make tackles, run towards the ball carrier or the receiver aggressively, people see that. That's a sign. Oh, let's go get him. He don't, he, no, he's, he's running away from contact. Let's go get him. So, Nominee, I, I just don't know, man. I, I wish you could have got it done in Philadelphia. But Philadelphia, I'm going to say this, and it has nothing to do with me, but the secondary has not been a weakness for the Philadelphia Eagles in years past. It has to, it, the secondary has to be something you can count on. I don't care what team you play for. But the Philadelphia Eagles have put out some damn good ball players in that secondary. And I, I think that was the Achilles heel the past couple of years, with the exception of last year, the offensive line. It was terrible. Uh, but I will say this, that nominee, we appreciate the attempt, but you didn't get the job done. Was there justification in this one? Yes, there was. And I think you even saw it coming. And for the people of Philadelphia, I don't think it happened fast enough. And I'm normally not that harsh on ball players. But really, when, you, when you're getting paid that kind of money, you got to step it up. People got to look at you and say, well, okay, yeah, he got paid. But listen, man, he, he balling. Didn't live up to it. Made it hard for me to go to bat for you on that one, Nominee. You listen to Railroad Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm trying to stick up for the fellas. I'm going to have to stick up for the retired fellas in this next segment. I can't believe what the National Football League is trying to do when it comes to workers' compensation. How 
you expect me to tell a young man to go play football? He's going to take care of him in the future. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right. You hear that music, you know the show. Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like a matters. I want to shout out to a couple of fellas. Shout out to Keith Ferguson, former uh, Detroit Lions, San Diego Charger, and teammate of mine at the Ohio State University. Uh, Keith Ferguson and I, of course, had a conversation this morning where we were talking about health issues as it relates to uh, former players. In particular, Keith has done a tremendous job of maintaining his health and taking care of himself. Uh, told me he's doing a lot of uh, as it relates to eating the right things and a lot of cardiovascular who, uh, you know, uh, exercises, which has been good for the heart, good for the energy, good for the mind and soul, and, of course, the body, the entire body. But, uh, you know, check Keith Ferguson out there on Facebook. You'll see Ferg is looking slim, 270-pound uh, man. Probably, man, Ferg looked like he in about a 36 pants. But Ferg has always just been, you know, uh, George Foreman of, 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 of sports. Um, now, let me, uh, George Foreman of football, let me say that. Uh, let me also say this. Shout out to my man, Rod Gerald, one of the greatest college football quarterbacks that ever played the game. Rod Gerald, of course, was the quarterback at The Ohio State University when I stepped on campus. Uh, a couple years later, uh, he was removed, uh, or certainly a year later, 
Uh, I was a sophomore. Rod was a senior. Our Sleaster was a freshman. They made a decision to start our Sleaster to move Rod Jill to wide receiver. In my mind, it wasn't bad for Rod. In fact, I thought it was good for Rod because the National Football League at that time was not ready for a quarterback that played the game, who won games the way Rod Gerald did. So Rod was way ahead of himself as it related to the quarterback position. So they moved him to wide receiver, which is what he ended up playing, I believe, when he had his trial with the Philadelphia Eagles. And so that actually gave him a chance to try to, you know, develop his skill set at wide receiver position. But let me tell you something. When you talk about RG3, you talk about Cam, you talk about Cap, talk about Rod Gerald and Corny Green. See, those are the type of quarterbacks that now the National Football League is thinking about. Mm. We saw a little bit of it in Randall Cunningham. Not a little bit of it, but enough to put Randall in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There's, there's, there's my pitch for Randall. There's my pitch for Randall. You don't have to win a Super Bowl to make it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You don't have to win a Super Bowl to make it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So there's my pitch for Randall Cunningham in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Just an outstanding quarterback. Just just, just uh, put fear in your heart. And that's what Rod Gerald used to do. Rod Gerald talking about an option read. Oh, my goodness, Rod. And then Rod had some moves where you just had to stop and say, okay, wait a second. Can we rewind that? Can, can we see that again? Did he really do that? Moves you just, you, you know, God-given talent. You know, you got to work hard. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes we use God-given talent to make people think that athletes don't have to work on their craft in order to be excellent. No, Rod worked very, very, very hard on his craft. As a matter of fact, he took some serious hits, too, just to pitch that ball to Jeff Logan or Ron Springs, you know, Cal Murray. You know, he, he would take some hits. And, uh, but just shout-out to Rod Gerald. Smoothest brother I ever met from Dallas, Texas. Shout-out, Rod. Hope you're well there. So let me let me get back into this. Before I went to break, of course, you know, Nominee's gone. Anquan's gone. And I just want to talk a little bit because I'm going to get into some other free agents and, you know, how they're moving around here to the league or how they might leave, where they might find themselves at. But I want to take a little time because this segment is a little longer than my next and my last segment. The National Football League, they're, they're, the National Football League stands for not for long. For the athletes, for the players, that's what we, you know, that's how we see it. We know that we're not going to do this forever. We're not going to do it very long, not for long. But one thing that we do is we, we, we are, we love the game. We understand the game better now than we ever did. Listen, I want people out there to understand. And this, maybe it's a little PR, maybe it's not a little PR. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to educate inform and entertain at the same time. Now, what I want you to understand is there are a lot of people who do different things in life and they do them with one understanding, but they may not totally understand. And then they may not have gotten all the information. So then there's a lack of real knowledge and education. And that's what happens to guys when you play the game of football. Because remember now, if they want to say the guys knew what they were getting into when they played this game and the, the amount of danger we were putting ourselves in, then, then if that's the case, there should be a lot of doctors that should be sued for malpractice. Because if a person knows what they're getting into or not, you have a responsibility 
that you don't put them, allow them to put themselves in danger. You're a team doctor. You know that even though that person there just got knocked down, he wants to go back in the game. You know that that person should not go back into the game. You put his life in further danger by saying, okay, go ahead. You simply as a doctor, as a team doctor, you have the authority to say, no, he's not going to go back in there. Now, I, my, my whole point is this. There, there's some things that's going on with the National Football League and in California and players. And I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about just somebody. I'm just speaking in general. Now, how is it that you possibly could have this game of which I believe somebody said that there's a lot of guys out there just trying to get some money and the game ain't really that dangerous and all that. How can you have a game that you want young men right now? Because, see, the National Football League and basketball and baseball, well, now baseball is different. But basketball and football, it, they're pretty similar in terms of the game that you see at a young age is the same game you see in the professional ranks. Traveling is travel. Well, no, not really. You can travel when you're a kid. When you get to the NBA, no, no traveling. But two points is two points. Three points is three points. A foul shot is a foul shot. A foul is a foul. Three seconds is three seconds. You step over the line, you stepped over the line. You know, you grabbed the ball, you held it, you took three steps, you traveled. You know, so really what you're doing in terms of creating a workforce in terms of training, these guys are in training and being trained for a game they're going to play later. Somebody else is training their workforce, and they don't pay for that. And so now that happens in the National Football League, too. Blocking is blocking. Tackling is tackling. Catching is catching. Running is running. Offense is offense. Defense is defense. It's the same game. But what happens is, how do you treat those people at each level? If you look at how the people are treated at each level, and, and the various aspects of the game, the details of the business changes. And now, whereas guys are used at, at the high school level, at the college level, even at the professional level, you know, they do a little bit of recruiting. You know, you might say, hey, man, it'd be nice, you know. I, 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 man, I'm sure Cap was happy. He's happy that Anquan is now in San Francisco. You know, he might have been politicking a little bit for him, man. Anquan said, man, we should, we should try to go after him. It happens in college. As a matter of fact, what's college? You know what really happens in college is you actually have to host a player. You have to show him around for the weekend, and he come to take your position. You know, and, and pro football, well, what happens in pro football is the pro football players, you got ambassadors of the game, and, you know, those guys go out and they speak to younger players and they go to college campuses and they're doing their thing, going back to their school. But that just makes it more exciting. And that inspires that college athlete to want to play pro football one day. Well, where am I going with this? I'm going with this. My point is now is that the National Football League is fighting players about workers' compensation benefits. Now, how are you going to fight an athlete? who, deservingly so, has earned the right to be compensated for injuries that he sustained from participating in football games, and you're going to fight it with all the energy. You're going to even, beyond that, you're going to lobby 
And then you're going to have people lobby and then you're going to go the political route. And then you want us to stand up in front of eighth grade little boys and high school little boys and young men in college and tell them it's the greatest game in the world and they should play that game instead of other games. And then we know in the background, but this is what they're going to do to you when you're hurt. I just don't understand that for the life of me. You've got people, you've got the president of the United States making a statement. You've got Tom Brady's dad making a statement. You've got other guys that are making statements all the time about how physical the game is and the consequences because now we know more. And then you want to take it a step further and say, guess what? We don't care and we, we not even, and we're not going to take care of you. We're not going to we're not going to provide you. We're, we're going to cut it. We're going to get rid of it. I just really think sometimes you might want to step back. And rethink that strategy. Really? If a guy, you know, it's already some issues, some other parts of the country. And you look it up for yourself. I'm not talking about anybody in particular, but just different parts of the country. Just check some things out in terms of how it, how it relates to workers' compensation. And workers' compensation is not going to be a problem for taxpayers unless you take it away. Because if it's there, it's insurance. But if you take it away, then it's going to be the burden is going to fall on the taxpayers. But otherwise, it's workers' compensation insurance. They pay for it for that reason. The owners pay for it. And now it's almost like they want to make sure that you never get it. You never collect on it. And yet and still, they want you to go out and tell that little boy from your hometown that he needs to play football instead of baseball. Because football is America's greatest game and the greatest sports and the biggest stage that you'll ever play on in your entire lives, the Super Bowl. Really? I'm going to convince kids to do that when this is the way you're going to treat them when it comes time that you're done with them? I think you might want to rethink that. That's I just had to put that out there a little bit. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about free agency. The draft is coming up pretty soon. Some moves are being made. You know, It's time to cut some checks. I wonder who's going to get paid and who's not. I hear some music. I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix. Living like it matters. I'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Music, you know the show. Used to rail the sports of the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I tell you what, you know, there, there are some people out there that are, I think, that are worthy of some paychecks. There's some people out there. By the way, you know, we're talking about free agents, and, and it's not necessarily free agent, but, uh, you know, his, his time was supposedly up. Uh, I think I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about Tony Gonzalez because, uh, you know, Tony. Uh, I think Tony was a little disappointed in the way that game ended for the Atlanta Falcons and that being his last game and playing so well, uh, but, but yet and still not being able to get it done, getting so close uh, to that Super Bowl and, and really feeling like, man, if we'd have got there, perhaps we could win. And it, it's hard. Let me just say this. There are many times, because I was going to go ahead and talk about the freeze. I may talk a little bit about them, but there are many times – that you get close to the mark in life and you just, it's like, you know, it's like you're trying to jump up and touch the net when you're a little kid and then you keep on jumping, keep on jumping. You almost get, then you finally touch the net. And then next thing you know, you're jumping up, you're jumping up, you're trying to touch the rim, you finally touch the rim. And then you jump up, you jump up, you're trying to dunk. And then, oh, well, you don't dunk. Because you just can't dunk. You can't jump high enough to dunk. And sometimes reality sets in. But, it's, it's the attempt that gives you the confidence because you almost get it done. And, and it's not always the ego as much as it is the desire to want to do your very best. And I think it's not the ego for Tony Gonzalez. I think it's, it's the desire for him to win the game. He's already going to go down. He's probably the greatest tight end to ever play the game. In terms of his numbers, statistics, uh, you know, probably is, you know, and, and then he's a damn good ball player. I'm not, I'm not questioning that. He, he should be right there in that conversation with the best to ever play it. Man, ain't no doubt about it. I, I'll take him. I sure I'll take Tony on my team, but his desire to, to get a Super Bowl ring. The only thing that I ever, I'm ever concerned about when you got as many years in the league as Tony has is, you know, the condition of his body. You know, because a football season, remember a football season is only 16 games, but you got the preseason and, and you got preseason games and then you got playoff and then you got Super Bowl. But, you know, that's like, I always say that's a winning, you know, winning one game in, in the NFL is like winning five games in Major League Baseball and basketball, you know, because you only, you don't play as many games, uh, but certainly the wear and tear on your body and, and, and the mental the mental aspect of that game, you know, I don't think people understand how you can, you know, how you take your work home. Imagine if your work is football and the intensity level of which you, you, you take that home into that environment. And, and sometimes for some people who can't manage it 
it could be quite difficult. And and then also it could be quite frightening when you 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 prepare to 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 have a lifestyle which you know for so many years and so many months out of the years uh, that you're doing this thing and then you're not going to be doing it anymore. And in regards of how much money you have and what kind of lifestyle you live, your your life is about to change. Because I don't care, Ray Lewis's life is going to change. Now the best thing you possibly could do to make the adjustment to that lifestyle is to find yourself working in a profession that's associated with the sport because you, you, you have that sense of attachment and, and it's a sense of addiction and it, it's not a cold turkey. It doesn't work like that. There is, you got to slowly, you know, it's almost like, you know, the nurturing thing with the babies and the moms and stuff, but you slow, you don't just, no cold turkey. That doesn't work. So Tony Gonzalez, you know, it's the off season. So he probably, he was working out, you know, maybe took some extra time off that he wouldn't have taken off before. But then that extra time became too much extra time. And he maybe started reconsidering it. So now he's going to go back. Ed Reed. Now, Ed's a free agent. Now, Ed is a little bit different because, I, you know, Ed took Ed delivered some shots this year. But, Ed, but, but as you take those shots... The impact isn't the same, but but you you participate in that collision, and and for Ed to continue to take these collisions over the years, just like Brian Dawkins, you know, the kind of collisions that Brian participated in. You don't take the full impact because you're delivering the blow, but you get a percentage of that impact also resides within your body, and so over the years they accumulate. And sometimes I, I I worry about these guys. So so Ed Ed just won a Super Bowl. He's going to go back. Ray's going to be gone. It's going to be different for Ed. Ed, but 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 can Ed carry the torch? You know what this kind of reminds me of? Kobe and Shaq. You know, when Shaq was gone, you know, Kobe won a championship. Can Ed Reed win a championship without Ray Lewis? Now they don't play the same position. It has nothing to do with, but they 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 contribute, just like Shaq, and just like Kobe. You know, two alpha males there. You know, okay, who you know? Let's we gonna get this thing done. Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, they could coexist. Now I want to know if Ed Reed can get this done. Can he get it done without Ray Lewis? And 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 I'm glad Ed's coming back. But I, but I just I think this might be Ed's last year because again this is a Ed Reed is a safety, and I talked to you a little earlier in the show about cornerbacks. But let me just tell you about a safety. See a safety if you watch many times when you watch National Football League games, the punishing blows come from the secondary, particularly the safeties a lot of time, because the safeties just like the quarterbacks. You know a lot of times they say on the defensive side of the ball the linebacker is the quarterback. Mm, safeties are quarterbacks too. The defense may have, see, the offense has got a couple quarterbacks. The offense has the quarterback and the center. Center's a quarterback too. He's gathering information. He's sharing that information. He's telling people what to do as well. Same thing with the linebacker. So, so there's two on offense, two on defense. You got the linebacker, you got the safeties. Okay, so that communication is key. But a lot of times, because of the fact that Ed is back there, 
A safety sees things before they happen, just like a quarterback. He throws the ball with anticipation. A safety makes a move in a certain direction based upon anticipation because of the fact that he's seen it so many times and he's mentally prepared for it. So a lot of times it's, he's ahead of the game and on instinct, he's making a play. He's making a step in that direction and that's how he's going to intercept a pass. That's how he's going to make a tackle on somebody. And a lot of time it may hurt. It may even hurt him. And that's 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 my real concerns about Ed Reed because Ed tried to take it. He tried to pull back a little bit, but because he knows the game so well and he reads with anticipation so well, he finds himself in a position where he can't do anything. But man, I'm there before it's about to happen, and he's he's here, and so now he's got to now try to pull back a little bit, and so he's got to think instead of just reacting. And when you think, sometimes instead of reacting, because you've already trained your, yourself subconsciously that you know what you're supposed to do. So when you see it, you just happen. It just happens. When you start thinking about it now, you find yourself in awkward positions and you may get hurt. I hope and pray Ed doesn't get hurt. I don't want him to hurt anybody else either. But I tell you what, if there's a man out there that can hurt somebody, is Ed Reed. So I hope that Ed is able to come to terms. He got his ring. I would like to see Ed just go off in a sudden. You know, he might say, hey, Ray, hold on, man, hold on. Hold on, stop. Is, is Ray Ray still out there? Tell him to hold on, man. Ed's coming. Go ahead, Ed. Jump in the two-seater, man. Y'all ride off in the sunset together, man. Drop them arms over the left and the right side of the two-seater. Enjoy it. You got your shades on, man. I'm looking at you right here. I'm, you ready to go. Got the bow tie on. You good to go. But get your money. I know you're going to go ahead and get your money. But I tell you what, there's a couple other guys. I did not think. Big fella was going to walk out of Pittsburgh because they were going to let him go. Harrison, I just, you know, I, I guess the time came for them to part ways. But I, I'm sure he's, he's happy about his time that he spent there. But I, I just didn't think that he was going to go. I, I RG3 is, you know, coming along. I don't know. He needs to take his time on that one. Uh, shout out to Tiger. Did y'all see Tiger play? Tiger, is Tiger back? Tiger hitting the ball. Tiger putting. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, y'all. And, of course, uh. Man, the Fighting Irish. I wonder what's going to happen. I don't want to talk about it. There's too much time now. One, one, one thing I do want to say about basketball, man, I'm worried about Carlo, uh, about Melo's knee. I, I, I don't care what they say. I'm a little worried about Melo's knee. I want you to take care of that, Melo, because, I, man, shoot. He, he, he could just ball. Carmelo Anthony can just ball. You know, that's just the bottom line. Dwight is going home. I wonder how they're going to treat him in Orlando. But I tell you what, that <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be a great visit for him. I bet you, yeah, they're going to boo him. They're going to boo him. I'm saying it right here now on Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm saying that the big fella going to get booed. I hear that music. That means the show's got to end. I've been having a great time here on Voice America Sports. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com.
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.